Welcome to the Next Greatest Thing podcast, powered by the Arkansas Valley Electric Cooperative Corporation. This podcast is a place where we come together with electric experts and dedicated operators to discuss current co-op events, leading-edge technologies, and communicate with AVECC members. We are Arkansas Valley Electric, changing the communities we serve. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of The Next Greatest Thing, a podcast brought to you by Arkansas Valley Electric. Today, we will be shining our employee spotlight on Miss Wendy Cosney. Wendy is our outside field auditor. How's it going, Wendy? It's wonderful. Thank Sweet. you for having me. Glad that you could make it. I'm happy to be here. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, boy. Well, I came to Arkansas Valley in November of 2015, and I came as the energy auditor because I'd been interested in energy efficiency and uh, energy usage and solar panels since middle school, so quite a few decades. Um, and I thought, oh, about 15 years ago, that I wanted to do something with that. I hadn't quite found my career. And so I locked, looked around at a lot of different colleges and programs and hadn't found anything. So I went back to praying. And um, then I was listening to NPR one evening on the way home from my other job and heard John Martini, who used to be a professor, he's now retired at UFIS. And he talked about the new energy auditor program. And I had one of those, what they call the uh, NPR driveway moments. I just sat in the car and listened to the whole program at Ozarks at Large. And I said, this is it. This is my job. This is my program. This is what I've been praying for. This is it. So I looked into the program, quit my job, went back to school, uh, completed the program there at UFIS, and then got my certification as a building analyst with Building Performance Institute at Pulaski Tech in North Little Rock. I was able to interview here with Arkansas Valley Electric, and I got hired on, and uh, it's been a wonderful experience ever since. I get to meld both my great customer service skills, my love of people, and my nerdish curiosity about building science all in one thing. Perfect. The perfect fit for us and for you, sounds like. So what does your daily life look like here at Arkansas Valley? It all revolves around our members and how I can help them reduce their bills. So uh, when I come in, I check my email and and answer any uh, phone messages I've gotten overnight and find out who's concerned about their bills and start preparing to answer those calls. I also gather the data to go on to our energy audits. So for our energy audits, we like to bring the daily kilowatt consumption, sometimes the hourly kilowatt consumption, and then we head out to our audits, and we audit the individual's homes. Uh, sometimes it's an air leakage test. Sometimes it's just a, a visual inspection. We check out the uh, efficiency of the heating and air. I also go up into the attics. It's always a good day when I get to go into somebody's attic, and sometimes I go into crawl spaces. Mm-hmm. That's always an interesting experience with spiders and snakes. Um, and then I talk to the member about where are they losing their electricity? You know, where are they wasting electricity? Um, And then go on to the next house, do the same thing. When I get back to the office, we log all that data into the member's file and to a couple other places. And then I start responding to those members that contacted me through emails and phone and and talk to them. You know, sometimes they're just interested in an audit. Other times we kind of do an audit, so to speak, over the telephone. You know, ask them about their house. And just by learning about the size of their heating and air equipment, the size of the house, number of people in the house, uh, what their typical patterns and habits are, I can help identify where 
why their bills spiked all of a sudden. Sometimes their heat and air conditioning are running at the same time. Sometimes it's a leaky water heater. Sometimes it's just an unusually hot or an extremely cold winter, and they've got their most expensive form of heat running. So uh, just by doing all of that, we are able to help a lot of members just for, through phone calls and emails. So how many energy audits per day do you do? We typically do two. Sometimes we're able to do three. Just with the travel time there, uh, audits can take an hour and a half to two hours. we got to get some lunch in there, so we've got energy for the afternoon audit and then the drive back. And then there's a lot of uh, data collection that we do and, and logging of those audits. So uh, if, we, if we're able to do three, it's because they're in the same neighborhood or sometimes the same family, front yard and backyard, and then we go to our afternoon audit, that sort of thing. So. Mm-hmm. so s- as someone who spends almost every day um, getting to know members really on a personal level because you're in their house, you're talking to them about their daily habits, how do you believe your job impacts Arkansas Valley Electric as a whole? Good question. Many times I end up being the face of Arkansas Valley for our members. They may have some contact with our customer service representatives on the phone. But as far as face-to-face, I end up being the the face of Arkansas Valley. So it is my intention to treat our members with courtesy and respect, to treat their concerns seriously, but then also to take their concerns seriously and to help them help me identify what's going on so that they can have lower bills. If they can be happy with my experience with them and they can feel more empowered to make changes with their electric bill, then they're going to be happy with Arkansas Valley as a whole. If there's one thing about your job that you would want members to know about what it's like to work at Arkansas Valley, what would that one thing be? I was pleasantly surprised when I first came to Arkansas Valley to see a culture of respect and kindness, both with my coworkers and with my supervisors. I have worked in a lot of different jobs, and, and every employment situation has its own work culture, and I am so grateful to have a work culture of respect and kindness. And when we're interacting with each other that way, it naturally spills over, and we treat our members the same way. Very good answer. So, Wendy blazed she did. through the hard, through the easy portion of the podcast. Now it's time for the hard one. It's what we call the lightning round. No one knows what I'm about to ask. So, not even you, me. Are you ready for that? I am ready. Okay. We we always start off easy. What's your favorite work snack? Whatever's in the vending machine. <laughs> What's your go-to? What when you walk to the vending machine, where you're like, man, I hope this is in there today. I'm hoping for plain ruffles, potato mm, chips. Interesting. Yeah. My my son is a plain potato chip guy. Oh, yeah. Whether it's Lay's, Ruffles, Fritos, he likes them plain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So y- you um, live in a tiny home, right? Yes, so how I many do. square foot is that bad boy? It is a ten by sixteen. 
So with the insulation, I, I put R19, excuse me, R13 in the walls, and then I put uh, a one-inch piece of foam board on top of the studs. So I've got R18 on the walls, and then I did all foam for the, the roof line. It's a, a barn-shaped kind of tiny house. So R19 in the walls, and so it's a 150-square-foot footprint, but then there's a sleeping loft and a storage loft. So uh, the two cats and I have a, a whopping 250 square feet. So what is the most important appliance in your tiny home? Because I know you have to choose wisely, right? Mm-hmm. So what what is the necessity that you have to have in there? I'd have to say I'd have to go with two. Air conditioner in the summer and the he- space heater in the winter. Got you. Do you love it? Do you still love it? I know you have loved it. Do you still love it? I do love it, but whenever we get those winds, um, mm. I I always am worried. Um, I'd like to have something a little more permanent, not much more square footage. I would be very happy with three to 400 square feet, but I would like something uh, more rounded because tornadoes will just wrap around the house and leave the house standing. There's lots of information you can find on the Internet of uh, oval-shaped homes or round homes in Florida that have survived hurricanes. So I know that that kind of structure is ideal with the um, increased weather patterns. So I know it's real easy for folks that are listening or that you've told told people about your tiny home to think of the cons of living in a much smaller space than folks are used to. What's the best pro of living in a tiny space? No mortgage. God, this, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I had a mortgage for nine years when I was at my last job. I have never been so broke in my entire life. I love to travel. Couldn't travel. Had to save for whatever the next house repair might be, the next interest rate hike, what, whatever it was. I have no mortgage, and there is a huge amount of freedom that I experience with that. That's awesome. So, it, and I'm assuming that you still do this. You're probably getting fired up to do it now. This is the the neatest piece of information that I think you and I have ever talked about. How many, and, and Jenkins does not know this, so this will be good to her. During mowing season, how many days a week do you mow? Well, I do have a push mower, and I'm very comfortable with that brag, brick. Briggs and Stratton mower, it'll start real quick for me. Um, And so I can spend about uh, three to five days pushing that mower across my two acres. Now, last fall, I I realized that just wasn't doable with the the humidity and the summer heat, and I am getting older. I finally got a riding lawnmower. (laughs) But I have yet to put gas in it, oil in it, and it intimidates me to death. So I've got to start studying on that and maybe ask a neighbor for a little help. Yeah. We'll get you going. Yeah. We'll get you going. So, last one. A lot of attics and some crawl spaces. Which one would you rather not have to do? If you could exclude one from the process, would it be the attic or the crawl space? Crawl space. Uh, Even when I have to go into a crawl space, I try to avoid it at all costs. If they have a crawl space, I want to at least look at it. And I'll do so nicely from the outside to see if they have insulation. I don't need to see the whole crawl space. If I can see there's no insulation against that floor at the opening, that's good enough for me. If there's heating and cooling equipment and duct leakage, then I will go there. But with snakes and spiders and cobwebs in my hair, and I've actually met a critter under my own house, um, 
I, I really have mm. to face my fears to do that. I will. It's for my, my, our members. It's my job. But, boy, it freaks me out. Yeah, I wouldn't be much on crawl spaces. What's the worst thing you've ever run across in a crawl space? I think I counted no less than seven snake skins in somebody's attic, which I was convinced told me that the house was filled with poisonous snakes and oh. the house had children in it. And I came, I, I tried to remain as calm as possible as I made my <laughs> way to the attic opening because one wrong step and I'm falling through the ceiling. So I, I was able to make it out and stayed on the, the floor ceiling joists and told the member that they had a number of snakes up there as evidenced by all the molting snake skins. She then called her ter Terminex person and found out that the snakes just go up there to shed their skin and then go back outside to do their hunting and that sort of thing. So with that bit of information from, and Brandon's over here shaking mm -hmm. his head, with that bit of information, I'm thinking, I don't have to be afraid anymore, but now he's shaking his head, mm -hmm. so now I don't know. I feel like that was the Terminex guy not wanting to mess with it. I don't, yeah, I don't I don't know about that. Mm -mm. No, I'm out. I guess I'm going to have to do a little more research on that, because mm. that does terrify me. If there's a, a snake and it needs to tear, uh, protect its eggs or whatever up in the attic, I do yeah. not want to get bitten. And, and I can't wear heavy boots into an attic. I, I wear these little ballerina-style Lady Janes on my feet, and uh, Mary Janes on my feet, excuse me. And, and I'm able to kind of move through the attic really easily. I haven't fallen through, knock on wood. And so um, I can't wear a big clunky boot. That just reduces my agility. Yeah. Bless you, Wendy. You do. You and CJ both do, do an amazing job out in the field and definitely provide a service to our members that is that is very well um, appreciated i'm sure with it's evident by the number that y'all do per year so um thank you for joining us today it was awesome getting to know you um even better than we already did is there anything you'd like to add i can't express how grateful i am to work with arkansas valley electric i get to do a job i'm passionate about I, my best times as a kid was driving through the Ozarks, and now I feel every time I'm going to somebody's house, I'm on vacation. I get to drive through God's country and talk to great people, and then I get to you know, write it all down and, and just make the whole experience even that more real. I, I can't believe how blessed I am. Could not close it any better than that. So for Wendy Cosney, for producer Barbara Jenkins, I'm Brandon Fisher asking everyone to stay safe. Thank you for listening to The Next Greatest Thing, powered by the Arkansas Valley Electric Cooperative Corporation. Make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MyEnergyAVECC. Visit our website at www.avecc.com. We hope to see you down the line.